You're listening to TMI with Christine, a show where we give you way too much information about meal planning and time management. This is Christine Pittman, and you're listening to TMI with Christine, a show where we give you way too much information about meal planning and time management. Why? So that you don't have to find those things out for yourself. You can go about your day, listen to this show from anywhere, and while you're listening, you're going to get some great ideas to streamline your life. So today I'm starting by talking about the music that is used in this podcast, not just this episode, but all the time. It is all written by a company called Audiosnack, audio-snack.com, and I found them because the mother of one of the members of that company lives down the street from me, and she is my friend, Paula. And during the quarantine, like back in like, I don't know, May, maybe, I guess, she posted on Facebook that her son and his girlfriend had written a song and that they'd made a video to go with the song and that it was on YouTube. And, you know, I don't always click on everything that I see on Facebook. Of course not. But I love Paula. She's great. I'm like, oh, wow, talented kids. So I had a look. I fell in love with this song. It is called Put You Down, and the band is Blow Pop. So they're Audio Stack as a company that writes music, I guess, and they have a band called Blow Pop. I don't actually exactly know. They're fantastic. You got to go watch this video, though. And it's it's the song is great, but like the video is just really, really fantastic. And it's fantastic because it's really cool. And it's cool in this like dorky, fun, silly way that is, I don't know, it's charming and lovely. And I shared the video with my friend Kai a little while ago, and he was like, oh my God, who are these people? And how do I get them at my next party? And he didn't mean to like play the music at the party. He meant to hang out with at the party because you just get this like super fun vibe from these people. And... I I talked with um, Paula's son Avery briefly about that video, and I said, you know, it just it's it's like so well thought out in this fun, casual way. Like you guys are silly, but it's cool. And I just, h- how did you pull that off? And he he said, you know, I'm really grateful that you said that because we really did think about it and you know think this all through, and not just what we were gonna do where, but like the feel behind the whole thing. This like dorky, sexy, cool, fun, whatever was the intent. And that to me just says everything. Like, why do I love this video so much? Because it was intentionally made so that I would love it. And that just meshes so much with so much of what I believe in life and in my organizing and in in so many aspects of my world that when we're intentional about something, when we know what our goal is and how we want to get there and and how we want it to feel and how we how we want to feel when we're doing whatever it is we're doing. When we think about all of that ahead of time, it's just better. 
it's always better. Having goals, but setting that intention and knowing how you want things to be makes things better. So in this show today, I'm going to be talking about intentionality as it applies to meal planning and cooking. I mean, we normally think of intentionality as, you know, we we talk about it in yoga and meditation and mindfulness, but it's also present in making music videos and in cooking and in meal planning. And when we bring those things together, intentions and follow through on those intentions, everything we do is better. You're listening to Christine talk about meal planning and time management, but do you know who she is? She's been helping households with her recipes and time management ideas for over a decade on CookTheStory.com and The Cookful. With over 2 million visitors per month on her websites and over 40 outstanding cookbooks, now she's talking to you directly on this podcast and accompanying newsletter. Go to CookTheStory.com slash newsletter and get her meal plans, recipes, and all her amazing ideas to help you and your family in the kitchen. Now back to the show. So... Today, we are talking about intentionality as it applies to meal planning. And for that, I'm going to talk in a moment about um, why we meal plan and what our goals are and what your goals are. Uh, And then after that, I have an amazing guest on. Her name is Erica, and she works for Once a Month Meals, which you're going to hear about, but it's a company that is all about intentionality in meal planning. And then at the end of the show, uh, I have a meal plan for you that just kind of jives with all of this. It's intentional. It's... um, easy and and I think I think you're gonna love the meal plan too. So now I'm gonna just talk about um, meal planning and intentionality. So um, I have this podcast and it is about uh, meal planning and I guess household time management and I started it with the assumption that anyone listening is interested in meal planning but I don't ever talk about um, why they might be interested in meal planning or or why you should be interested in meal planning. And that seems like a good place where we should start having a conversation. So you can absolutely just meal plan, um, you know, so you know what you're having during the week. That That is a reason and um, it, it is absolutely sufficient. But there are other reasons that you could be meal planning or that you could add to that first reason that would probably make your meal plan and your meal planning much better and much better for your own particular life. Now, I have to say, of course, I do have the meal plans at the end of each each show that I share with you, and you can get those by subscribing to my newsletter. You'll get all the links and everything. It's cookthestory.com slash newsletter, and then we send everything to you with a printable grocery list and all that. Um, but, you know, I don't talk a lot about, like, what my strategy is for creating the meal plans. You know, I have I have two websites, Cook the Story and The Cookful, and there's, you know, thousands of recipes on there. But how am I choosing what I'm choosing? 
you know, that that's tricky because um, I don't know you personally necessarily. I don't know your personal life circumstances and I don't know what your goals are for meal planning. What is your intention? So I, I tend to um, theme the meal plans after the show with the hope that you get some ideas and inspiration and maybe you follow the meal plan um, exactly and maybe you change it for your own um, needs and then I do the grocery list that goes with it. And um, I don't put any amounts on that grocery list because I don't know how many people are in your house. I don't know if you want leftovers from this meal. So it's just kind of a list of ingredients. So you can go through and see what from the recipes you don't already have at home. You know, you can print out that grocery list and it says olive oil. You have olive oil already. You could cross off olive oil, right? And then I put the things in the grocery list in the order that they show up in the recipes through the week so that you can navigate it. I, you know, I'm doing things very intentionally in all of this, right? Um, but back to what I was saying, I don't, I don't know what your personal goal is for meal planning or if you even have one. Um, and so I thought, you know, um, we should just take a minute to think about what your goal might be for meal planning. Um, one of my goals for meal planning, and I am a big meal planner, um, is really, I don't like grocery shopping and I want to, um, do the grocery shopping and grocery list making. I want that to be as um, streamlined and easy as possible. So I find for me that if I have the meal plan, I write down what we're going to have and then I can make my grocery list based on that. And then uh, you've probably heard me talk about this. I my grocery list is sorted into the areas of the grocery store where things are found. I use this app called um, Our Groceries and um, I I have actually gone in and, and named each category in the app with a number. So it's like one bakery, two produce, three pantry, and, and those numbers mirror the order of the grocery store so that when I put things in alphabetical order, which is alphanumeric order, they go in the correct order for me, right? Because I've numbered them. Um, But yeah, I'm doing all of that, all of those things, because I really don't like grocery shopping and I really don't like making a grocery list. So meal planning in the particular way that I do it um, really helps minimize this thing that I don't like. So absolutely a reason for you to be meal planning can be to strategically minimize one of the things you don't like doing. And you'll remember from the episode that we did a while ago called um, Do You Hate Cooking, where we talked about, you know, identifying your pain points and um, what what is it about that whole process from, you know, coming up with the ideas for the meal plan all the way to sitting down to eat which parts of it do you not like and how can you minimize those, right? Um, This is one of the strategies for doing that. And so that is my main goal for meal planning. Um, The other part of my goal is, I mean, for me, I have my kids with me every second week. They're with their dad the other weeks. And then I have a boyfriend who is here um, sometimes and sometimes not. And I know our schedules. And so the meal planning kind of helps me make sure that I'm making the right kinds of food and amounts of foods for 
the people who are here um, on those days. And without that plan, I feel like it would be chaos um, trying to figure that out. Uh, you know, I, I could be like, oh, we'll just have chicken tonight. Oh, wait, I only got a pack of two chicken breasts. That's not enough for a night when I've got my kids and, and other people here, right? So um, those are the main two reasons for me. But there are lots of other reasons why people meal plan. Um, they can be that, like for health, right? If, if you are just trying to um, get healthier, however you define healthy, um, meal planning can be a huge huge way to do that because you're making a plan for what you're going to eat and then you buy those things and then that's going to minimize the just grab something or stop at a fast food restaurant for something or it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna take away a lot of those um tired decision making times when you might veer off of your health goals because you have a plan right um, another reason for meal planning can just be to save time in the cooking process, right? You spend a little bit of time at the beginning of the week planning out what you're going to have and looking for quick, easy recipes that are going to fit your family so that when it comes time to cook, you spend less time in that cooking stage, right? More time in the planning, less time in the cooking. So that is another reason why meal planning might be good for you. And so if you spend a minute thinking about why you are meal planning, why are you listening to this podcast? Why are you getting these meal plan ideas? What is your goal? What is the intent behind doing this? Well, then you can start meal planning, choosing the recipes with those goals in mind, right? So for instance, with the healthy um, goal, if your intent, if the reason that you're meal planning is to um, have healthier meals so that you are less likely to grab something quick and less healthy from somewhere on your way home from work, if that's the goal, well, then you want to um, choose recipes that fit those health goals and that also, you know, hit those tasty points for you that are going to stop you from stopping at that fast food restaurant on the way home, right? So so you really want to, like, the more specific you get with that, the more um, intentional you are and therefore the more close to your goals your meal plan is going to be. So I, I can give like another example of that. So for instance, say your health goal was that you're trying to get more vegetables. Like if your thing is you want to be healthier and it's not the case that you're stopping at unhealthy places to pick up food, but instead your health struggle is that you're just never making enough vegetables and you want more fruits and vegetables in your life, right? If that is the health goal, then you know that you're going to be trying to find recipes, side dishes, main courses that have a higher role of vegetables in them, right? So really defining what that health goal is and that that is your intent for the meal planning is going to influence the kinds of things that you put on your meal plan. And then you're going to like your meal plan more and it's going to be successful and it's going to be better. So um, 
we're going to take a break in a second, but I just want to, you know, give you that, that moment right now, the permission to take a second and think about what your intent is from meal planning. What, what do you want for yourself and from your family for your meal planning, for your meals? You know, is it to save time? Is it to minimize some part of this whole process that you don't like? Is it for improved health or or speed of cooking? Um, or is it something completely different? If it's something else, I would love to hear about it too. You can email me anytime, uh, Christine at cookthestory.com. And I would love to hear the intents people have behind their meal plans. That would be really cool. But yeah, so take a minute now. There's going to be some music. It is totally by Audio Snack, and they're totally amazing. Uh, Take a minute, listen to some music, and think about what is your intent for meal planning. so great if you want to find that song you can find it on spotify and on youtube it is by blow pop and it's called put you down okay we're gonna move to the interview for the show now but i just wanted to spend a second since the theme of today's show is intentionality talking about my intent behind these interviews i've been trying to do an interview in each episode and the reason is that I really think that, well, I know that we are all eating, we are all feeding ourselves somehow, and I think that that means that we all have strategies for getting fed, right? Like if that is, you know, stopping to pick up something at the grocery store on your way home every day or, you know, grabbing takeout or using Uber Eats or whatever it is, um, cooking meals, one pan, instant pot. Um, any any of that, those are all strategies that um, we're using to get ourselves fed. And that means to me that we all are using strategies all the time and that we can therefore learn from each other, right? I can talk to one person and hear their insights about what they're doing, the, the obstacles they have and how they've overcome them. And from that, I might learn something really cool and new and interesting about what I can do to help my life. Or I can just get a glimpse into somebody else's world and feel like maybe mine's not as chaotic as I thought, or, you know, maybe mine is more chaotic than I thought, you know, you never know. But I just feel like talking to people about how they're doing their life, how they're getting food from wherever into themselves is fascinating and that we can all learn from each other. 
To that end, today I am talking to Erica Kiefer. She's really, really cool. You guys are going to love her. She works for a company called Once a Month Meals, and they are really amazing in terms of um, meal planning, really. Um, the, The concept of the company originally started in this idea that you can cook one day a month and have all of your dinners. It's changed a little bit. There's there it's evolved as things do, but it's still a really, really cool concept. And Erica's gonna tell us about that. And she's also gonna tell us about some of the um challenges that her and her partner have faced and um how they're overcoming them with meal planning and with um intentionality, right? Uh, it's super cool and I think you're gonna really, really love hearing from Erica. Erica, how are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me today. Oh, I'm so happy you could make it. Um, so I want to start by asking you, who is in your household and who does most of the cooking? Um, it's just myself and my husband. Uh, and honestly, we kind of split it 50-50. Uh, it's really nice. <laughs> oh, that's really good. And yeah. um, do you both like cooking? Yeah. Um, well, yes and no. <laughs> my husband, my husband is a better cook than I. Um, I've definitely gotten better over the last year. Uh, he definitely does it more for enjoyment. I enjoy more the the caretaking aspect of of cooking. <laughs> oh, so the um, pleasing your partner, doing nice things for them by feeding them, that kind of thing. Uh, yeah, kind of that. Um, my my husband's also a type one diabetic, and um, I have my own dietary needs and restrictions, and so food's really a big source of our nutrition and health. And it's something that you know we go through seasons where we neglect it, and seasons where we're really intentional about it. And whenever we're intentional, I just notice that I I feel better and I feel more ownership of myself and our health whenever I do it. So I enjoy that part of it, and I enjoy getting creative from time to time with cooking. But he he enjoys just the creativity and figuring it out. And he's he's a different bird than me. <laughs> oh, that's really cool. So you mentioned intentionality. That's one of my my favorite words in general in life. Um, what do you mean by that in terms of your cooking and nutritional needs? Yeah, so um, intentionality to me is just really paying attention to all of the moving parts and, uh, you know, meeting ourselves where we're at. So we we have just constantly changing lives. And even amongst COVID, where we're very homebound, it's still we find our schedules just constantly shifting. So being intentional and creating meal plans and sticking to them, it really just allows us a sense of routine that doesn't get boring, but it allows us to move freely without feeling like we're restricted. Well, that makes sense to me. So um, you said that you've gotten better at cooking in the last year or so. Has something changed in the last year? 
Yeah, so I started I started working with once a month meals, uh, and I've been here for about two years. And the last year, I really I really started getting better. Uh, you know, we're a freezer cooking company, and um, <laughs> I was not a great cook whenever. I joined the team, but everyone assured me, don't worry, you'll you'll be a pro in no time. And it really helped my confidence in the kitchen. And through meal planning, I just, I learned how to uh, make recipes, both following recipes and also in my own personal on the fly, I feel more confident that I can make a meal and it'll be edible <laughs> and not an experiment. It's, it's so true. I feel like um, I talk to a lot of people who don't enjoy cooking or don't think they're good at it. And unfortunately, the main piece of advice that I have is to just do it more because so much of it is you, you once you've made, you know, 20 pasta recipes, then you can wing it and make pasta for dinner without having to think about it. You know what I mean? Like there's absolutely it's really yeah. about practice um so you work for once a month meals and you said they're a freezer cooking company can you talk a little bit more about that oh yes i could i could talk about that for a while uh, <laughs> yeah so we we teach people how to freezer cook um we have a whole system with hundreds and hundreds of pre-made meal plans and over thirteen thousand recipes that you can pick from uh through tons of different categories and create your own freezer meal and it's something it's a word that i didn't get right i never heard of freezer cooking before mm -hmm. i honestly I, i'm embarrassed to admit this now but i honestly thought it was putting some sort of like you know jelly in your freezer and then it, it cooks in there in some way or or <laughs> a different type i had no idea what it was no. so i started digging <laughs> no, wait, I just, that makes sense because we think like i think of like freezer cooking it could be you know like um freezer cookies or freezer i think there <laughs> yes. were freezer box cakes or something where you really did like assemble something and put it in the freezer and that's what like finished it but that's not at all what this is right <laughs> no not at all so and then whenever i started to kind of do a little bit more research like what the heck is this freezer cooking thing I thought it was all just soups and casseroles but it's really not it's it's been again going back to that intentionality and it's setting aside some time to prepare a set amount of meals that you're going to prepare and put into your freezer to store where it's not going to go bad and you can pull from that freezer in this inventory of food to eat whenever it's convenient for you without all of the prep that comes with meal planning or even just doing it on the day-to-day -day. you know there's a difference between doing it even once a week and having fresh foods in your freezer then all of a sudden you're you're stuck with having to decide like oh is this going to go bad and i need to eat this before it perishes and with the freezer that's just not a problem i can eat meals i made six months ago so it's being very intentional but again meeting ourselves where we're at and it's just it's a great system that it really works well for me so you use the once a month meal um, system in your household? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it helps us so much. Again, you know, my husband's type 1 diabetic and I have my own dietary restrictions. Um, I went through a phase where I didn't know um, what it was that I was having issues with, with food. And thank goodness I was actually already about a year into once a month meals. And I knew immediately when my doctor told me to try the low FODMAP diet we have a category for that. And I just clicked on that. And eventually I was able to easily determine that it's just garlic and onion for me. And I was also able to control his carb intake and be very careful with what it is that's going into his diet. And it just, it was such an obvious solution to all of these problems we had that, you know, I don't know, I don't know if I expected to freezer cook as much as I did, 
when, and as much as I do when I went into working with once a month meals, but now it's, it's a regular part of our lives. So you, you go onto the site and you choose one of the monthly meal plans and then do you, so it's called once a month meals. So do you then cook everything for that month once, like one, um, one day or how, how do you do it? Yeah. So, okay. Our system is amazing and I might be biased, but I really love it. <laughs> um, so I personally cook for about two weeks at a time and we have pre-made meal plans. Um, we have two types. Uh, well, we have more than that, but essentially two types. One that's a monthly meal plan where you can go in and you have 15 recipes in there and that those, all of our recipes double to be very efficient. So that's 30 meals. Um, or you can do a mini meal plan, which has like four to seven recipes, again, doubling to eight to 14 <laughs> um, meals for the week or, you know, it's just two weeks worth. Or you can make your own custom meal plan. So you can just build one out from any of our 13,000 recipes and create one that looks totally unique to you. So I usually go in and uh, we have all these different filter options. So I'll go in and I'll select, uh, you know, diabetes-friendly, keto, low-carb, all these different options that I know will be good for him. And then I select, uh, you can even filter down to, like, the what it looks like on your cooking day versus your serving day and your meal type. And the cooking day is the day you're actually preparing your meal. Your serving day is when you're eating it. Mm -hmm. I'll go through and select those and populate the recipes, create, pick four to 47 recipes, and then um, I get all of these resources that tell me everything I need to buy, what all I need to chop up, how I need to prepare it. And I sit down and my husband and I usually knock them out together, put them all together in the freezer, set them in there, and we're set for two or three weeks. That's amazing. So yeah. the system that you have online, the, the company system, once you pull those recipes, it sort of combines them in such a way to make the actual prep easier. Is that right? I, I, I have some experience with once a month meals from a, a while back and I seem to remember it being like, I'd have like three or four recipes on my list that say use red bell pepper. And so it would just kind of tell me, you know, chop six red bell peppers. So oh, it yeah. synthesizes oh, yeah. the, those things to make the prep for all the cooking you're doing easier. Is that right? Is that how it works? Oh, absolutely. It is. It is amazing. Um, what what I really, I mean, there's so many different efficiencies that are built into the system of things that you wouldn't even think of, especially if you're new to freezer cooking. And, you know, as I say, I wasn't even a good cook, let alone this idea of bulk cooking to eat later. And so it tells you, you know, if you have four recipes that have, you know, like you said, bell pepper, it's not going to tell you to cook or to chop up, you know, four cups of bell pepper for this recipe. It's just going to tell you your total amount of bell pepper you need to cut up. It's going to tell you your total amount of ground beef you need to pre-cook. It's going to spit all this out, and it's going to spit it all out in the most efficient order. So we have people on our team who actually on the back end go in and determine how much effort is this going to take someone. And we start out with the hardest, most difficult task first. And then it works its way into the easier tasks as you go down because, you know, you, you're ready, you're motivated, you're pumped up, you're going to go into meal prep, and then you're an hour into it and you're tired and you're like, dang it, I don't want to do this. <laughs> so you have an easier, easier task. So it helps you kind of go downhill instead of climbing your way up while you're, while you're meal prepping. 
oh, wow, that's really amazing. So they figure out which things are going to be the hardest or most intimidating so that you're tackling those when you have the most energy. And then towards the end of the day on your big cooking day, you're kind of doing easier stuff towards the end. Yeah, absolutely. That way you stay motivated. And it's just, it's way easier than going in and just not really knowing what you're getting into. It's nice to not have to think while you're trying to go through this process and tackle, you know, anywhere from four to 30 meals. It still feels overwhelming when it's more than one meal at a time, especially when you're new at it. And people really do, like, they'll do their full 30 meals sort of in one weekend of cooking, right? There are people who use your system who do that? Right. Well, we we actually have a, a really wide spectrum. So whenever the company was first founded uh, by Trisha, it was it was all about monthly meal planning. So it was 30 meal or 15 recipes, doubled to 30 meals. Um, and then as we've grown over the years and we've seen, you know, more and more people who look like me who really don't know how to cook or they're not familiar with it, 30 meals is really a lot for mm-hmm. somebody to bust out on their first attempt. So we instituted a roadmap we call our success path for um, our members and they can start out uh, the first level is a well-meaning meal planner and it's it's for people who you know they want a meal plan they've tried it not really went well uh, and then our last step is the bold bold go-getter and that's people who do 30 meals and we really try to cater to people all along the way and there's not a right or a wrong place to be like I said I I don't like to do 30 meals at a time I've done it um, but I, I don't, it's, I don't enjoy it. I'm usually exhausted by the end of it. So I tend to stay away from that. So I do, you know, my, my four, my four to eight recipes, but double to eight to 16. Mm-hmm. And it's just way more manageable that way. And so, so you do your cook day and then you package things up and they go in your freezer. So right away, I, anybody listening to this know, who knows me knows I have a very tiny freezer. How mm-hmm. does it work for, or could I even think about this with my small fridge freezer? Oh yeah, absolutely. So my husband and I currently live in a renovation home. Um, and before that, we lived in a tiny little apartment with a tiny little apartment freezer. And I immediately said, there's no way. There's no way it's going to work. But it does. You can flat freeze, which is putting items in baggies, laying them flat, and you can stack an insane amount of meals, more than you would expect. And um, it really is quite surprising. You know, you think, oh, when I go grocery shopping and I go and I get that frozen, you know, TV dinner, that's a lot of packaging. That's taking up a lot of space. Mm. But whenever you flat freeze, you're, you're losing all of that packaging and you're suddenly you have so much more space in your freezer. So it's really very doable for anyone. That is really cool. I, I, I have a few things in my freezer frozen at any given time, but I don't do a lot of meals ahead. I should I should give that a try. Now, you said you're in a renovation home. What exactly does that mean in terms of like your <laughs> cooking? Well, what does it mean at all? And what does it mean in terms of your cooking? Oh, my. Okay. So, yeah, we, we purchased a renovation home right before COVID hit. And uh, we knew we would have to gut the kitchen and several areas of the home. It it really is a, a total flip of the house. I mean, it, it just needs a lot of work. And um, when COVID hit, it really slowed down our plans. So I have been without a kitchen for almost a year, a full kitchen for almost a year now. So I have a new wave oven, a 
air fryer, a like plug-in electric skillet, and an instant pot, um, which you know doubles as a slow cooker. And those are the only items I used to cook with, along with a fridge, freezer, and now I have a chest freezer. Now that I am out of that tiny apartment that I love, and that's that's really I lovingly refer to it as my gypsy kitchen because <laughs> we have lots of different uh, shelves and just whatever we can to make it work until we're able to get to uh, a more finished, <laughs> conventional, traditional kitchen. So then when you're doing your um, big cooking days, you're doing that using this small kitchen that doesn't have any of the normal appliances <laughs> that we're used to. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So we get, um, you know, I'm really glad we were able to do it in the apartment before we did it here because it really showed me how to utilize space. So we have a dining room that is that is better. It's not renovation mode. So we pull the dining room table in there sometimes. Um, I use my chest freezer as counter space. Mm. Uh, so it doubles. So I have to be really intentional. If I need anything out of the freezer, I need to make sure to get that out before I, before I get into it and use it as a counter. Um, and then sometimes I do it alone and sometimes my husband helps me and we just we clear off everything we possibly can before we dive in to prep all these meals. Mm. That's really fascinating. Well, Erica, it has been so great talking with you. Thank you so much for talking to me today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was it was an honor. <laughs> Have a great day. You too. Thank you. Bye. So Erica from Once a Month Meals, that was super great, right? I'm sure you learned so many great strategies and ideas for um, your own meal planning and getting dinner on the table. And I have now a meal plan for you that um, they're all meals that can be frozen. So my thinking was that you could make, if you wanted to, a double batch of everything and um, easily stock your freezer for some crazy days coming up ahead. All the meals are also all one pot for the most part there's a little tiny bit of side dish that you need to do um but mostly one pot or one pan and so you know my my intention for this meal plan was to make it really easy for you to make dinners this week um and then to possibly make more to use on other weeks so that was what i was going with there so let's do this meal plan on day one of this meal plan, you've got what I call a kielbasa and chickpea bake. This is one of my favorite recipes from, oh gosh, so long ago. I first got it from a cookbook that my baba, my Ukrainian grandmother, gave me about thrifty cooking. It was a thrifty cooking cookbook. And I made this recipe and it just became a house standard. And it's, um, you just get some kielbasa and some canned chickpeas and there's some onion and bell pepper and some seasonings and you put that in a pan covered in the oven just until it's heated through because everything in there is already cooked and so it's just really really simple and delicious and I'm serving that with some farro which is a grain that I really really like and I will give you a link for how to cook farro also but you could do um, rice or quinoa or, or any grain that you feel like. 
So then on day two of the meal plan, there's this really cool um, chicken and broccoli bake. So again, one pan and it's got chicken and it's got broccoli. And then you do this thing where you mix together uh, panko breadcrumbs with cheddar cheese and olive oil and sprinkle that over everything. And it makes this like cheesy, crunchy crumb topping. Um, So that's really yummy. And you're going to serve that with egg noodles. Uh, Make twice as much egg noodles as you need. And actually backing up, I'm going to say for day one when you did the farro or quinoa, um, do twice as much of that also. Okay, then day three is a shrimp and asparagus bake. And I just love this recipe so much because you just, you take the asparagus and you, um, you know, you break them in the way that you break them in half to figure out where the breaking point is. So you just trim them real quick and then they go on a pan with frozen shrimp. Seriously, the shrimp are straight from the freezer, frozen and onto the pan. And then um, I think there's some lemon on there and that bakes for a really short time because the shrimp, even though they're frozen, cook really quickly and the asparagus cooks really quickly too. And it's just really tasty, fast dinner. And you're going to have that with your leftover farro. And I would love it if you just sprinkled a little bit of like feta cheese over that farro just to make it new and exciting with this meal and so tasty. And then on day four... You're doing a chicken and cauliflower bake. It's Italian, so it's got um, like tomato sauce, tomato paste kind of going on and some really yummy seasonings and it's cooked in one pan. Um, Everybody likes this dish. And you're gonna have that with some of the leftover egg noodles from day two. And um, you could melt a little mozzarella cheese or sprinkle some Parmesan on there. That would probably make it really great. You notice the trend here that I'm just like putting cheese on the side dish to make a difference. I like cheese. Uh, And then on the last day of this meal plan, you're doing a one skillet Tex-Mex dinner. So it's got rice and ground beef and then it's got some tomatoes and um, bell pepper and other ingredients and it's just kind of oh black beans are in there and yeah so you just sort of cook it all in this one pan and then serve it in bowls a little scoop of sour cream on top and you are good to go so that is our meal plan for the week and that is our show for the week i hope you had a great time learning about and thinking about the intentions behind meal planning and learning a little bit about freezer meals too. Have a great week. Bye. TMI is a production by Zwayne Entertainment. Have a production for your company or project? Contact Zwayne at ZwayneEntertainment.com. That's Z-O-U-A-I-N Entertainment.com. Music by Audio Snack. Check out more of their music at audio-snack.com. Replates were harmed during the making of the show.